This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, September 25th, 2016. Faith Steps, Patience. My name's Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, we thank you for today, for the opportunity to gather, to worship your name, to be in fellowship with one another, to extend care and concern to each other. God, in our, in our own state right now, we grieve over the loss of life, the fire from a few days ago. And we pray for the families who have lost loved ones. And we thank you for those who stand in the gap for each one of us on a daily basis, as volunteers, as paid personnel. God, standing in harm's way, wow, laying down their lives. We also pray, Lord, for our nation, for the unrest, for the chaos, for the senseless loss of lives. And Lord, we, we pray for your peace that will, will come. And we pray that we could be an instrument of your peace right here where we live, where we work, where we have fun. God, use us. And now, O oh Lord, set aside the time that we need so that we can have laser focus on the message that you have intended for us this day. And we give this time to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And everybody gathered and said, Amen. And so this morning we continue our series, Faith Steps. Two weeks ago we looked at uh, pers uh, perspective, and, and last week we focused on perseverance as we considered how those lifestyles, those mindsets, those understandings would help us on our faith journeys, how they would take us up and to the right ever closer to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so this morning we focus on drumroll, everybody. Patience! Wow, isn't this going to be fun as we focus on patience? Yeah. So let's talk about what, uh, how patience is defined in the dictionary. It's the ability to remain calm and not be annoyed. Not be annoyed when waiting for a long time or when dealing with problems or difficult people. Does that define patience? I think it does. So let's take a look at what the Apostle Paul, who wrote a lot of the second half of the Bible, says. He says in Galatians that patience is one of those outward and visible signs of the Holy Spirit in us. Galatians 5, 23, but the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit in you, living in you, is Love, joy, peace, and what? Patience. Patience. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. So, we're here to tell you 
and maybe you can agree with us that patience is a really tough thing. It's a challenge that we all have. Hmm. Have you ever gotten on the phone with the cell phone company to try to straighten out your bill? I never, I've made several of those calls and I've learned to never make it until I know I have a very large chunk of time and I am starting not agitated but at a very, very, very place of peace and attempted patience because I know it's not going to be a quick call. I know I'm going to be transferred from here to here to here and I'm going to have to push number eight, number six, and number five and probably get disconnected and have to start it all over. Does this sound familiar to anybody else? Okay. And, 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 and even with all the patience in the world, I know I'm, my patience is even going to be pushed then. But here's the thing that I found having made some of those calls over the years. I seem to get more, excuse me, I seem to get more, a better response when I kind of stay in control of my senses. And when I lose patience, I lose control of my senses. You see what I mean? Uh, like losing patience, I kind of lose my, my brain used at, at full capacity there. And the outcome is never as good as it would have been if I stayed in control of my somewhat limited um, mental faculties there. And so, you know, for the best outcome, I find patience is, is the best way to go, if at all possible. So we're going to look at three areas of patience for each one of us, three areas. The first is patience with ourselves, patience with others, and patience with God. So let's start with patience with ourselves. Patience with ourselves can be quite a challenge at times because on one hand, we tend to be overly critical and set unrealistic expectations for ourselves. I know that a number of us in this room do that. We set expectations for ourselves that, that we can't meet. Perhaps even the lineup of what we're supposed to take care of and achieve for the day. We cannot do it. And I know for me that when I don't complete what I think I should be able to complete or reach out and do or act or whatever, I tend to get really critical of myself. And then this little voice inside starts saying, wow, uh, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're, uh, you'll never amount to anything. You're a loser. You see those old tapes or the, ta the evil one kind of coming in and speaking that the lies in our lives when we are overcritical with ourselves. Now, on the other hand, there are times when we really do need to look in the mirror and be honest with ourselves and what's going on and what needs to change. So it's two sides of a coin. We do need to be patient with ourselves. Remember the words that we find in Psalm 103, verse 8. Would you say it with me, please? The Lord is compassionate and gracious, 
slow to anger, abounding in love. So the Lord is slow to anger. The Lord is compassionate to you. So there are times when we need to be compassionate and loving to ourselves. We need to love ourselves. It's hard to do that. You know, if we don't really love ourselves, it's hard to love others. And I'm not talking about that boastful, arrogant kind of love, but just valuing who we are as a child of God. So it's tough sometimes to look in the mirror at ourselves, but as I shared a couple of months ago, I finally had to uh, kind of do that self-assessment. And so as I'd shared, I'm in the process of trying to exercise a little bit more and taking a few lesser calories, or I mean, yeah, take in less and exercise more, use more. The challenge, as I shared at the time, is, is patience. It's wanting to um, take off in 30 days what we've taken on over 30 years, or in my case, over 30 years. And so that takes patience. It takes prayer, because I can only do it with God's help, because a year is a really long time to try to stay focused like that. And, and my plan wasn't to take a chunk off, but to do a little, you know, cinch by the inch, hard by the yard, two pounds a week for a year. And that's, whew, but like I said, a year's a long time. And so far it's been okay. Uh, it's been about seven weeks. And some weeks were really good, especially the first two, six each week. Hello. This week was horrible because I went to a football game and went crazy. And, and there was no loss this week, but the average, it's averaged out about three pounds a week, actually 21 over seven weeks. So that's not bad, right? 21 pounds over seven weeks. Um, I, my friend Jason back there told me, you know, you really put yourself out there, Alan, 500 accountability partners. Whoa, okay, so here you go, accountability partners. So 21, and, and I say that not as a pat on the back or, gosh, Alan, you're doing, you know, that's not that at all. It's not in boastful in any way, but to praise God. It's a God praise. Give me the necessary patience to take it slow and all except for yesterday, the, the uh, discipline to say, take it slow, the discipline to say no. <laughs> but because with God, all things are possible, right? All things are possible, and I'll continue to look to God for self-control, for discipline, and most of all, for that patience, because it's going to be a long haul. So, patience with ourselves. The question is, now, for each one of us, where do we need to exercise that patience? Where in your own life do you need to cut yourself a break? Where do you need to be patient in an area of your life? Something that you're working on, something that you're dealing with, that's not going to happen all at once. What in your personal life, what are you going through? Where patience, exercising patience, will take you up and to the right. This is our visual. Steps, one step at a time, up and to the right. As we get ever closer to God in our faith. Now we have said every week that this is a wonderful goal up and to the right, one step at a time, but our lives are not quite like that. We go up and then squirrel around and make this turn and that turn and then go up and go up and go up. But the goal is to go up and to the right. Mm. And so patience with self and then patience with others. That was part of the definition, uh, dealing with what was it, difficult people, right? Annoying. Annoying people. Is that, does everybody here know an annoying person? If you don't, guess what? <laughs> Just saying. Okay. Anyway, thing about uh, the, the thing about is uh, let's keep it real. Sometimes 
that's a whole lot easier said than done, right? To, to, to be patient with others, especially certain. And Jesus told us to love our neighbors as ourselves, and he pointed out that everyone is our neighbor, takes patience, and that patience isn't always easy, is it? Takes patience. <laughs> patience with others. You know, impatience with others, when we're impatient, it often comes from this place of arrogance, that we think we know better, that there's this feeling of superiority. When we are impatient and people don't do this this way or that way, and we get frustrated, I think that at times we're be, we become way too intolerant, we become judgmental, possibly a little self-righteous, there's a lack of desire to appreciate that person and who they are and the way that they're wired. When we find ourselves continuously impatient with others, we believe that it may have a whole lot more to do with ourselves than the other person. Mm. So we really need to take a look at that. Mm. So check this out. I was in the Acme the other day. I was in the self-checkout area, you know, and I was waiting patiently because I think there's about six or seven of them. They were all being used, and there was, you know, one, one with 300 pounds, but we, you know, and I was getting there thinking, wow, if, if you got impatient there in front of all these people, what would that, how bad would that look? Especially, let's say I got impatient and it was one of you watching me. And you had your connection t-shirt And I had on. my connection t-shirt and hat and, you know, and my cross and everything. You're going, oh, yeah, look at that guy. And it reminded me of a story of this woman who, she was at this intersection and, and, and she was very impatient and she was just losing it and the things coming out of her mouth. And the gestures that she was, you can only imagine what was going on. Well, she got through the intersection, and a police officer pulled her over. And she said, uh, officer, uh, what are you pulling me over for? And she's thinking, you know, I might be acting crazy back there, but that's not against the law, I don't think. He says, ma'am, I'm pulling you over for a stolen vehicle, driving a stolen vehicle. And she said, stolen vehicle? My husband, I bought this car. What are you talking about, stolen vehicle? She's all still upset and impatient. He says, well, ma'am, I don't know, you know, I, I looked on the back of your car and I had one of them fish on it that means like a Christ follower. And I was watching the way you were acting back at that intersection. And it was kind of a disconnect because I didn't think a Christ follower would be acting like you were acting. So I figured this car had to be stolen, lady. <laughs> How often could somebody pick us up for impersonating a Christian when really our actions are showing something else. Ouch. 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 At times, patience is hardest with those closest to us. Our spouses. Our spouses? We shouldn't have spouses. Our spouse. <laughs> Plus, wouldn't spouse? Wouldn't spouses be spice? <laughs> um. Our spouse, <laughs> spouse, our children, <laughs> our grandchildren, our brothers, our sisters, our parents, grandparents. You know, with, 
with friends and coworkers, we can say goodbye to them, we can go home, we can hunker down, we can, you know, not see them for a while possibly, but that's not true with family. Family's a gift, and we need to exercise the gifts, we need to value the gifts that God has given us. And at times, we really do need to be patient with those, especially with those closest to us, even when it's difficult. Mm. There's a well-known scripture uh, written by uh, the Apostle Paul. He wrote it to the church at Corinth. We often call it the love chapter, and we often hear it at weddings, but it's not just a wedding thing. In fact, it's a, it's a love chapter, but it's not just about that romantic kind of love. It's, it's, it's about agape love. It's about that love that, that goes beyond understanding, that love that is unconditional. It's a love that, that, that God has for us and God calls us to have for one another. Check out what Paul says about this. He says, love is, say the word with me, patient. patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Right there in the number one spot, love is patient. This kind of love is not easy, and it often doesn't seem like it comes natural, but that's what we're called to. So my mom lived with us several times, but in the end of her life, she was with us for um, six months. And looking back, there are times when I wish that I had been more patient with her. I really do. Now, Mom was quirky. Anybody remember my mom? Yeah, yeah, and you can, you can chuckle when I say Mom was quirky, but that also tried my patience. But you see, that's the way God wired her, <laughs> and I don't have her anymore. And I wish that I had just a few times been a little more patient. A lot of us are in the position now where we're dealing with and supporting our parents. It's important to value them and to be patient. Patience is at the center of good, solid relationship, loving relationship. Kyle, remember that, and parents-in-law too. Remember that for the future. Okay, okay, uh, it's, my son, it's our son-in-law, okay. A couple of Christ, Christian brothers, Stephen and Alex Kendrick, they are the writers of the movies War Room, Courageous, Fireproof. Anybody seen or heard about those movies? Good movies, okay. But they also wrote a book called Love Dare. Love Dare is a, is a great devotional for husbands and wives, and here's some insight that it gives us into patience in marriage. I'll turn this way so I can look at you while I'm reading this. Patience gives your spouse permission to be human. It understands that... I'm supposed that to be listening like so that I do everyone this, Everyone right? fails. Okay. When a mistake is made, it chooses to give them more time than they deserve to correct it. <sighs> it gives you the ability to hold on during the rough times in your relationship rather than bailing out under pressure. Great mm-hmm. words. Mm-hmm. It's not just spouse, it's kids too. I, um, I got to admit, when I was a new dad, with, uh, we had two children fairly close together, Aaron and Megan, and I wasn't the most patient um, dad in the world, unfortunately, and um, I lose patience when they were just little, guy, little gals, and um, 
I was on this retreat weekend. I may have shared this with you, but I was on this retreat weekend where there comes a point where you basically nail to the cross your sin or something that's bothering Something's coming between you and God. Something's coming between you and all that God has for you. And I prayed about it. Well, I had to nail on the cross my impatience with my daughters because that just was a real challenge. I nailed it to the cross. So I come home from the weekend and and for some reason, Carrie and I were at odds. Like, I got home Sunday, like Monday, Tuesday, we were just at odds. And I think it was Tuesday. It just, and, and, and she looks at me and says, you know, Alan, you're no different than you were before that weekend. Just, you're a little nicer with the kids. <laughs> that was the plan. I mean, I think I nailed that like Friday or Saturday. Here it is Tuesday. Does God work quick or what? Because that wasn't me. God was able to... I say, give me patience. I say, give me an opportunity to be more patient with my daughters in a very short time frame. Wow. I mean, that's like miraculous. And, and, and it just goes to show, if we kind of give it to God, we seek God's help, look at what God can do with us and our patience. So I didn't know that that's what he had done. And it was really only 48 hours afterwards. So that's kind of easy. But the good news is that the Holy Spirit really did change his heart. And he really was over the long haul, not just in the short time, but the long haul patient. He had gotten, uh, become more patient. So the question now is, what about you? Who in your life do you need to be more patient with? Who is it? What does that look like? Is it an acquaintance? Is it a coworker? Is it a friend? Is it a spouse? Is it your kids, your grandkids, your parents, your siblings? Who is it? What kind of work do you need to do? Where do you need to look deep down inside at a weakness of intolerance, of impatience, and seek God to help you honor the people who God has put in your midst? And I believe that all of us can come up with one, two, three, or ten people. And we can't wait and work on this tomorrow. We need to begin and work on this today. So pray about that. Who is it? So patience with self, patience with others, and then finally patience with God. Challenge here is that God's got all the time in the world. <laughs> and we don't think that we do. And so we want God to adjust God's clock to meet our needs, don't we? And so it's often for us to truly, fully trust God, to be patient with God, to, to just slow down and put everything in God's hands, and, and yet that's what God calls us to do. Listen to the, the words of Psalm 46. as King David, a person who had great responsibility, who had many, many things on his plate, Listen as David patiently looks to God. So we're not going to read this whole thing, but we want you to notice the first line. God is our refuge and our strength. Because of that, we can be patient because God is our strength, an ever-present help in trouble. And then when we go to that last line, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress, our foundation, our shield. And because of that, we don't need to be in control. We can, in fact, 
Be patient. And then come and see what the Lord has done and goes through several things that the Lord has done. But then this is, this is the culmination of what, what, what David's been saying here. God says to him, be still and know that I am God. I'm sorry, yeah, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. This is a psalm of comfort. This is a psalm that in the midst of, of challenge, uh, when there's everything's in an uproar, where there's chaos in our lives, we can take refuge, we can take safety in the everlasting presence of the Lord, who is our fortress, who is our strength. This is a psalm. Be still and know that I am God. God says to each one of us, and because of that, we can be patient. The Lord is patient. The Lord's saying to us, I've got it. I've got everything under control. You don't need to be anxious. You don't need to think about next week and have it all planned out. Yeah, I mean, there are times when it makes sense that we, you know, have some plan, but we don't need to be God in the plan. Be still and know that I am God. When things get out of control in our lives, we just need to separate ourselves. Like if you're at work or if you're at school and things are, you're lacking patience or at home, just excuse your, go to the bathroom and just go and say, okay, be still and know that I am God. Claim that. Scripture says, you know, eat scripture, ingest the word of God, make it real. And when that's inside the fiber, when we really believe, be still and know that I am God, that God's in control, our whole demeanor changes. And we don't need to be like with people, but instead exercising patience. So patience goes hand in hand with waiting. And generally, we're not good waiters. <laughs> and yet waiting is crucial when we're part of God's kingdom. Listen to the words that God shares through the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth? He does not grow faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. And they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isn't this an encouraging scripture? It's so encouraging. Mark that in your Bible. Turn to that when you're feeling frustrated with, with yourself, with God, with others. And by the way, we just sang it when we came into, into the church. Faith will rise as we wait upon the Lord. We sang this scripture. Claim it and believe it. Mm, have patience in the Lord. I, I've been in uh, this kind of ministry for 20 years. I was uh, where you're sitting for many years before that, and I've been on a lot of teams and committees and been a lot of church meetings over the years. And and in those meetings, there's been times when 
the discussion was here, and I thought, gosh, it really needs to get over here. And sometimes in the pastor role, we kind of you can kind of help make you know happen. But I've been in these meetings, and as I'm sitting there, I get this nudge in my spirit that says, "Alan, just shut up and wait. Just shut up and wait and watch me work." I'm I'm thinking it's God nudging me, you know. And, 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 there, and I've been able to be patient at some times and, and wait. And it's so incredible what God does because what was talked about here kind of, and it gets right to where God had been nudging me it needed to be, but God's saying, Alan, you don't, got it. you don't have to take it there. I've got it. Just be patient, just wait. And I'm just so thankful when I'm able to, and, and you get to watch God in action, and it's just the coolest thing. So now the question is this, where do you need to be patient and wait on the Lord? Where is it? Many of us are dealing with some really tough stuff stuff that without the Lord in our lives, we just like, it would hardly be worth it, but it is worth it because the Lord is at work. The Lord whispers or sometimes says in a powerful way, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Where is it? Do you need to put something in God's hands and say, okay, not working fast enough for me, but I am going to trust because that is faith. Faith in the one who breathed you into existence. Faith the one who, in the one who woke us up today, who brought us here. Faith in the one who never leaves us nor forsakes us. Where is it that you need to be still and know that God is God? So taking faith steps up and to the right, ever closer to God, ever closer being the person God intended when God first thought of you, that all takes patience. It's not easy. It's not painless. It's not quick. As Sherry Drew shares in her book, I love this title, If Life Were Easy, It Wouldn't Be Hard, and other reassuring truths. She says this, in, or she writes this in that book, if, if you're serious about sanctification, sanctification is getting ever closer to God. If you're serious about sanctification, you can expect to experience heart-wrenching moments that try your faith, your endurance, and your patience. And so our series is called Faith Steps. And we've taken a look at perspective, perseverance, and now patience. The verse that I keep coming back to, and this has been my life verse for almost, I would say, 15 years, the Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. Exodus 14, 14. My own personal mission statement is to be ready to respond when God interrupts. God interrupts our lives a lot of ways, and when that happens, we need to be patient because our schedule goes out the window, and it becomes God's agenda patience. It takes faith. It takes strength. But with God, all things are possible, and we can live it 
and believe it. That's the good news. Let's claim it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you for fighting for us, that you never leave us nor forsake us, and that you were oh so patient with us when we were just an absolute mess, so patient that you needed to share with us the depth of your love by sending your one and only Son, Jesus the Christ. Thank you for Jesus, who gave his very life so that we could be forgiven, so that we could be free, so that we could share the fruit of the Spirit with others. And today, that is patience. Fill us, Lord, and use us in a mighty and powerful way. I pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And everybody gathered and said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church. Connecting people.